What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. And in this episode, I sit down with Paradise Refine. I got to chat with Reagan and Charlie. And man, we went from... <laughs> this episode was all over the place, and it was such a great time. I'd never met them. I've never met them before. I found them because they commented on the Bill Lumberg meme about dropping your band in the comments. And I listened to a couple of their tracks. I really dug it, reached out to them. We set up a date, bada bing, bada boom. Here we go. Here's how we got this episode. They are a load of fun. I had so much fun talking to those guys, maybe because of my East Coast roots creeping in and hearing them just, oh, hell yeah, boy, just that country vibe. It's it's It was so much fun. And we talked about everything from getting primitive and stomping in the mosh pit to stomping out hate and and you know the cult cancer culture of the scene and growth and fucking second amendment and guns and <laughs> this this one this is a wild ride and this is a long one this one is about an hour and 45 minutes long but it, it is well worth the listen well worth the listen uh, they're out of knoxville tennessee and I just, I, I had to chat with a man and I had such a great time. So anyway, give him, give him a listen, give him a follow, you know, let me know what you think in the comments of, of this episode, because I had an absolute blast. And as always, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Come and Take It Live and Come and Take It Productions. Head over to their websites. If you want to check a show or see what's on the calendar, Head to the website, click on the events tab. That'll jump you over. You can scroll down and check out all the upcoming bands, all the upcoming shows. If a local band is on the bill, I highly recommend, actually, I command you to buy your tickets from the locals because that money goes directly back into their pocket. And when they show up to the venue and they say, we sold all of our tickets, that lets the venue know that they are doing the work and putting in the effort to get people to the venue to see their music and just have a really good time. So again, buy your shit from the locals. Also, speaking of locals, BumperActive.com, that is our merch sponsor. If you want to get a good deal from a local merch store, we're talking stickers, hats, shirts, goodie bags, flyers, all kinds of stuff. Hit them up, BumperActive.com. They are our newest merch sponsor, and I've already got my stickers. We're working on a host of another host of other stuff, and I just want to be able to afford a local source to the Austin bands. But again, if you're listening to this and you're outside of Texas or outside of Austin, you want to you know maybe give somebody a different look or see if you can get a better rate. Bumperactive.com. Just you know tell them that the podcast sent you and see what you can work out. I do not receive any benefits if you do or don't spend your money with them so this is me just trying to give you guys a local source or another avenue for merch so yeah that's that but anyway here we go paradise for fun
Well, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm able to afford you guys the opportunity to get your uh, get the whistle wet on your first ever Hell yeah. personal interview. Um, what part of Texas are you in? Because I go down there once a year now. Uh, North Austin, in a city. city the, the town is I called Leander, but essentially yeah, it's yeah. a suburb of North Austin. So, yeah, I always fly into Houston and go to Longview because that's where my fiance's parents are now. So, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. All right, well, you guys ready to kick it? Oh yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. My name is Ryan, your host, ATX Metal Podcast. And today I have Reagan and Charlie from Paradise Redefined from Memphis. Refined. Refined. Sorry. Redefined. Refined. See? Even I was looking at it on the paper. I still (laughs) fucked it up. Uh, We're from Knoxville, Tennessee, too, not Memphis. Knoxville. Well, then Google, you have steered me wrong again. God damn it. Oh, shit, we're on Google? I'm going going to Bing next time. Apparently, Bing just released some artificial intelligence search engine that's going to blow Google out of the water, which... Hell yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, we can get into that later. But anyway, let's learn about you guys, where you guys uh, came from, how it all began. And uh, yeah, just just tell us about y'all. Well, um... (laughs) I guess I just started playing guitar 16 years ago mm. when I was 10 years old. Just 16. And like I even, yeah. Uh, I eventually got better and I was like, I want to join a band. So I joined a band called 1000 Plane Raid and then Charlie joined on bass as well when I was in what, like, uh, like sophomore year? Yeah, sophomore I year. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, like ran its course and I was like, I want to do different stuff than what we were playing there. So I just started writing crazy tech stuff. And then I was like, hey, Charlie, you want to do vocals? He was like, yeah. So then him and I started the original Paradise Refined and released like a little tech death EP. And, yeah. and then I was like, I can, uh, I'm, I'm going to play live again. And then we tried it once and it didn't work out. So it went on hiatus for like two, three years. And then I randomly got the urge again and then asked him to rejoin. <laughs> again, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's my rock, my foundation when it comes to music. And uh, we went through a couple members, and now uh, we have a lot of music that we're working on. Uh, I know it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I think it, uh, it's easily the best shit I've ever written. So, Yeah, my backstory is kind of similar. You know, I was born in 1993. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> somebody made the comment. One, I forget who I was talking to on the – whoever was inter- interacting with me on the email. And, and that was me. Someone said – I've never heard of Google Meet. And I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't. You followed up with, I'm such a boomer. And I'm like, that's impossible because they're probably like a decade younger than me. Because uh, I'm 39. <laughs> How old are you guys? I mean, I've heard of Zoom. I'm 26. Okay. Yeah, I'm 29. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom. See, my thing used to be Skype, right? Skype, oh, yeah. was, Skype. was like the OG. And I don't know how all these other, I mean, I guess I should be, happy that there are various forms of you know it's not a monopoly but it it gets confusing sometimes whenever somebody is like how are we going to conduct the interview is it skype google meet zoom discord microsoft teams spaces it's just you know it's like when you go in the grocery store and there's 15 different types of ketchups but there's only maybe (laughs) three types of mustards like why so many ketchups why why, why? anyway i'm getting off on a on an old man tangent well, uh, all it matters is Discord is free. Yeah. And it's very quality <laughs> with no extra bells and whistles. Yeah. Skype is trash. Zoom, you got to pay for it to be decent. Yeah, it's only like 10 minutes at a time and you got to make a new room too or something. Every, yeah, it's like every 
30 to 40 minutes, you have to create a new room. Google is every 55 to 60, I believe. So this is actually my second time conducting an interview via Discord. And I'm, I mean, we're only 10 minutes in and I'm thrilled with, with the quality and the latency and all that fun stuff. Sweet. So yeah. use your authoritarian <coughs> notion to dictate that if you're going to be on this podcast through Discord, it's free. It doesn't take <laughs> five minutes to download it. If you don't like it. Sorry, you have to use Discord or we're not interviewing you. Yeah, I mean that's no. that's the best part is I get to set the rules. So I'm a I'm gonna yeah. use my authoritative hand. Exactly. And, uh, be you know, be hold your ground. You have your own standards you have to meet for your podcast. Yeah, you know, and you ultimately know. it's 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 a it's a good it's the end result. You know, this ultimately is yes, it is, you know, my podcast, but it's our podcast. It's your interview. And this is, you know, like we said, your first one uh ever t talking you know in person and stuff like this so i just want to turn out a good quality product you know such as your music your music is what cued me into you guys on the bill lumberg office space meme about dropping your music in the comments and i, I was looking at how all this started just to kind of like jog my memory and the email said something to the effect of uh i was told to yeah here it is I'm not sure. Was, I'm not sure yeah. what the context of the message should be, but I'm just responding to your Facebook comment. What's Gucci? <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I'm more of the I'm more of the social media guru. He's uh, more of the he has the bad email. I don't have access to it. I had it, but I always like get to log in. I don't want to lock this out, so I just stick to Facebook. Yeah, I was in the Facebook thing. I was hopping on a train because, like, you know part of social media interaction and what makes, especially in the Knoxville area, what made local bands big was memes and, you know, posting funny stuff. And I was like, okay, this is just out of, out, out, out of, you know, just to join the meme. It's like, cause everyone's doing it. It's of like, course. We shared it. You know? So every time I saw that tag, it's like, cool. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing the band everywhere. So. No, it definitely, <laughs> I mean, like I said, there is a plethora of bands that I have, never i mean out of all the 200 plus comments that's currently going and i get anywhere from five to ten more bands that dump their stuff in that in the comment section every day so it it's really good because there, like i said there is a lot of gold in there and then you know coming across bands like yours that you know touch on all of the notes that i like you know the ones the zeros the tech death the gent all this other stuff so that's what perked my interest but there are you guys, you guys, fans of Seinfeld show Seinfeld. I like the intro. Also, that's done on a keyboard. That is not a real bass. That is a keyboard. For those, that I don't feel know. like you. I am offended. I know. Yeah. As soon as I found that out, I have instantly had regret for liking the show. But then I got over it because it's <laughs> yeah. so funny. But there's a there's an episode where crate that's called uh, something about an ugly baby, and everybody is just like. Oh, the baby's so nice and this and that. And Kramer comes flying in and does his usual just, whoa. And he just, that's an ugly baby. I feel like this, that goes for music too. There, there's music out there that is just, it's an ugly baby. But I agree. But I will not shit on the musician's effort and love for the music that they've produced. It's just not for me. So that's, let me get that out of the way. But, your guys' music hit me in the right, you know, in the right feels. So, uh, how, so we got, you guys have been together for 10 years together. You guys are the OGs and you got some yeah. new music coming out. 
Man, this new stuff is fucking insane. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get into that. Falls to the wall. So my favorite genre of music is fall. Like it's like all I listen to. See, I'm gonna. Can I pause you real quick? Uh, This is this. I'm gonna make a comment just for the guy that was supposed to be here with us. Uh, His name is Josh, and he is a fall enthusiast. So Josh, this is for you. You're gonna fucking miss this. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, hold on. We're gonna cut a promo on Josh. Josh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know you but i can make a lot of assumptions about you just because of you not being here I let's just say they're not real <laughs> devil's advocate you know, you're bad cop. he's like he's sexy as hell it's like no he's a bad just, person anyone that is a thaw enthusiast like myself gets so much respect and love and forehead kisses mainly <laughs> forehead kisses in the yeah. chat Forehead hisses her, man. That's good. I like yeah. forehead kisses. So, I'm like, my favorite band is Vildarta. Man, and I knew there was a reason I contacted freak. you. Yeah, I mean, that last album, that, uh, uh, what's it called? Massive Undervotten. I've listened to it like 60, 70 times. It is the greatest thing on the planet. And I wrote two new songs here this last week, and they are fucking chunky, dog. They are amazing. I am so excited to get them out. It, oh. I'm ready. How many are in the pipeline? Three, uh, four now. Four, uh, four for the new one, and then we got six for the the album. Now that album's more gent metalcore and prog. Okay, than it is. But we we're prog musicians. We do everything. Like he, you know, he he grew up, you know, listening to dad rock like we all did. Yes, uh, I was classically trained, so like I listened to everything. That's why I liked prog metal is because it's it's so open. Like. And that's how our projects have been. We've done tech death. We've done hardcore. We've done deathcore. We've done metalcore. We've done prog, genthal. We've done doom. Yeah, you know, old school death. Like we do. If if it if it's got heavy guitar in it, we're doing. And we we've, we've even done a mathcore. We've got mathcore songs we haven't released yet. Yeah. Too. yeah, we do. They're great. I was gonna say that I could hear. So I so typically what I do before I interview a band is I go for a run and I listen to their discography. So obviously you're gonna hear. On, and, and, it's, and it's typically on Spotify, so it usually goes by like popular, and that's mm-hmm. typically some of the newer stuff, and just let, un, unless just some of the older stuff just rips, you know what I mean? Despair. So uh, the first two that jump out are Paradise and Familiar, which that's, that's what I listened to to kind of lead me to contact you guys. So it was, I saw the post, I clicked the link, I went to a song, listened to a couple, those were the first two. But I never made it past the first five, which is like COVID-19, which I found oddly funny because I did a whole segment about being locked in the closet during COVID-19. And hey, Yeah, that was just me, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he did all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That was well, supposed to be a side project thing, and he was like, no, we're just releasing under Paradise. Screw it. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not worrying with all that. We're just, we're just going to sneak this one in. Yeah. But the one that, the, the couple that caught me off guard, and I can definitely tell the progression the music and the mixing and the mastering has definitely got better over time because Paradise and Familiar have like that same sound. Whereas, uh, let me see if I can find it here. The songs, songs like Reckoning and Oh yeah, that's awful. Acts of Despair. You can tell like that was this this. I mean, just for me, it it, it was almost like this DIY more. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't abstract. Want, yeah, I don't want to say this in in a rude way, but you can definitely tell the difference in the mix. So do yeah. you guys oh, do yeah. it in-house or shop it out? That was all in-house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, years ago. But so... uh, Familiar was in-house too. 
Yeah, but we uh, are no longer with him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. we have a guy who is currently working on it. But so Paradise was mixed and mastered by a guy named Dalton Skinner, who is a god. He is Dalton. My God, that is some of the most Tennessee name. Dalton Skinner. Dalton Skinner. Hell, Dalton Skinner, hell yes, yeah, yes, brother. <laughs> Yeah, we're just Woo. we just bought like too much expensive gear to where we can't afford to pay someone <laughs> like that right now. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we bought an X thirty two, which you know, that's like fifteen hundred. I just bought yeah. a brand new Ibanez BTB eight oh five MS, which that base is that base this is a grand by itself. All right, here's a hot take. Yep. Screw Dingwall, the new BTBs will compete with the Dingwall all day at half the price. I'm a working man. And fifteen hundred dollars is still a lot for a base, but you know, that thing is hot. That thing, that thing, that thing, it fucks. That base will sex you up just looking at you like, oh lord, I have a yeah. I gotta <laughs> interview more people from the goddamn country, man. Back in the home state, <laughs> I I, yeah, instant, I instantly feel. I sw- and this is this is my hot take. I instantly feel like I went to high school with you guys. Dead dead honest. I mean, I mean the southeast we're all the same. You know, we are <laughs> we are like, cousins. We have differences in politics and that's basically it. That's <laughs> yeah. the only difference. You know, that's it. That's and that's the one good thing I know I know that I I definitely, you know, everybody has their opinions this that and the other, but a couple of my friends that I that I work not work with but frequently hang out with you know, we're on, we're on different sides of the aisle, but one guy looked me dead in the face. He says, Ryan, he's like, you're the only liberal that I can fucking talk to. And I was just, <laughs> well, hey, man, oh, okay. Because uh, Don't blame him. Yeah. Well, like, there's, a, there's a connection we got then. So yeah, I'm a little bit further. No, he's a commie. Don't let him No, try. I'm not a commie. I'm not a commie. I'm not a commie. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. I'm, I, I, I used to be more libertarian, but like, then I was like, but with this, this turns into anarcho-capitalism, which means the businesses will own everything, so I don't like right. that either. I'm more like, for modern politics, more democratic socialist, but I'm also like so far mm-hmm. left that I keep my guns. So. No, 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 I'm with you. And when people I mean, ask me, they're like, well, Ryan, you're you know raised in the South, and you used to be a, you know, your former Marine. How, why don't you have any guns? And it like blows people's mind that I live in tech. Like I check all those boxes that I should have a whole armory full in my closet and i'm just like no i got these hands but that's it and yeah his hands rated e. my 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 only thing with the guns is like responsible ownership right um, yeah and like i have them personally but that's also because i don't want the only person to have them or people that are actively working against my interest and would if it was deemed okay put a bullet in my head right so i like to Stay armed for that reason. Now, I don't think it's ever going to come to that. I mean, we've gotten, you know, politics is always hot. So, oh, yeah. But, you know, it's, I mean, people forget that, like, you know, a hundred years ago, people were shooting each other in the streets for stuff. You know, like, it's, when I mean, we still do, it's not on the same grand scale. Like, people think we're, you know, a lot. I mean, we are better off than we were, you know, 100, 200 years ago. But I can agree. realize, like, the way societies would work they throttle up and down very quickly and we're still basically in our teenage years as a, as a country. So that's a, that's a good way to put it because America is only, you know, hundreds of years old as a, as a society. And we came from, you know, the, the ashes of it's, you know, it's like, it's like America's a, is a new band, right? 
Like, yes. we're, like we're trying to figure it out. We don't have all the cool shit yet, but we got the really good ideas and we just can't seem to like get together and make it just, as you say, fuck. You know what I mean? Like we can't, yeah. can't get past these I mean, hurdles. So I like that. The only thing that's kept us going is the fact that we have the biggest and strongest military. If it wasn't for that, we would have been, we'd have been wiped off the out planet. the door years ago. They'd have been like, ha, huh, America smash. Like, I don't know why I did a, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> accent, but <I'm> sorry. <laughs> but but yeah, I do I do agree with you on that aspect uh, of like like I was just I was I think it was like Missouri or maybe it was Tennessee. I don't know. Tennessee's kind of wild. Y'all got y'all got a wild governor. Um, but I think it was Missouri that was talking about letting children have their freedom to <laughs> carry weapons. It's that's that's from Tennessee. Listen, it I might be so. Tennessee. I could I'm like you know what I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. At my at my school in Heritage, we had um, and we brought him in our our all because we you know I was in like the AP classes, which was normally taught by more you know yep. liberal just teachers. Same. They brought in as a joke. There's a guy that runs almost every year here named Basil Marceau. Oh yeah. When I say this dude is a crackpot, <laughs> his thing is um. He runs on the platform of mandatory guns for everybody, no matter age. Like the state issues a gun to them, like um, a driver's license. Basically, yes. <laughs> um, mandated mandated gun carry, like you are required to carry a gun, and um, oh. also you have to arrest cops because they arrest people. And he couldn't go into detail into why that was. He's like, if you get arrested then you should arrest the person arresting you because they're holding you against your will. And I'm like, so you're going to mandate something, but enforce it by basically having a cycle of people arresting each other for arresting each other for not following a mandate. That'd be, like, yes, yeah, that'd be an infinite sense. loop. Exactly. Everyone man, would be the arrested. Bonkers. The man's bonkers, but I, I, it, I don't know if he's still alive anymore with that. that if you find his stuff on YouTube, that's, that's, crazy. A, that's a fun dive. That's one of them, grab a bottle of wine and some popcorn, possibly some beers and shots and play a game with it. Oh man. Yeah. No. And, and just to clear it, clarify, uh, it is Missouri. Missouri voted to allow children to carry loaded guns in public. So, uh, yep. not Tennessee. So anyway, that was a good little tangent on uh, guns and shit. So uh, let's get back to the music. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe to the history, because we let him talk about his history. I'll do mine now. Yeah, it's go for it. Quick. Go for it. I, you know, I grew up, my grandfather and my grandmother were gospel musicians. The rest of my family was gospel musicians. Okay. Uh, so I got fascinated with listening to my grandfather and grandmother sing and play guitar. So I immediately started playing guitar at a young age. I kind of gave it up because, you know, an ADHD kid having a guitar at five years old isn't really like conducive to like good things. So sure. Uh, um, so I gave it up for a little bit, started back when I was like 12, um, you know, and I was classically trained. So um, on uh, trombone and euphonium and uh, kind of fell back in love with it and started listening to my mom's old records. So like she loved old eighties hair bands, yeah. uh, and then Ozzy Osbourne was the love of her life. So that introduced me to people like Randy Rhodes. So okay. that's where I started learning guitar stuff is doing all the, uh, my dad metal kind of stuff. And then me being, you know, classically trained when I was in high school, someone started showing me prog stuff. So like Rush and yes. And then, and then the band that transformed me into liking the screams and music was between the buried and me. And I've seen them 15 times because of it. And that is like my goal is to open up for them. 
them right. peripherals. Hit, hit I'm going to open up for them. I can die the next day and be the happiest man in the world. Hit me, hit me with, uh, hit me with your top, your top BT Bam album. Top BT Bam album. I'm gonna surprise you, maybe. Great Misdirect. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Followed by Alaska. Followed by Colors. The original Colors. Yeah, I feel like col- yeah, original Colors. That seems to be the go-to for most. Uh, now, all their new stuff is great. I didn't care for Cosmic or, or what is it? Cosmic Eclipse. What is that? Those having that album. Cosmic Eclipse. Yeah. It's on, it's on yeah. the tip of my tongue. Coma Ecliptic. Yep, there That's you go. It. That one I liked. I liked the direction. It just wasn't my thing. But then, of course, um, the split EP and then Colors 2 came out, and I was just like, ugh. Like, I got to see Great, Great Mr. X live when it was on tour, and then I got to go see um, Parallax in its entirety on tour. That blew my mind. Yeah, I was there for that, too. It was, it was we awesome. we were in the pit singing the whole album together, <laughs> as you should time. be, as you should be. Heck yeah, that was a good time. What about you, Reagan? What top uh, or BT just you, no, just band in general? Like you know, Charlie's all Periphery. BT bammed out. What about you? Uh, Periphery One is my favorite album of all time. Periphery Two is better. Sorry, no, it is not. What <laughs> do you What do you think about the new Periphery? Uh, those two songs, um, the ones um, that starts with a Z is heavy as balls. I love it. That and Wildfire. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited. Um, I didn't care for Hail Stan all that much. It okay. was all right. Besides Reptile. Reptile was great. Yeah. Yeah. I had some epic parts, but like, man, the bad thing though, I just, I love their heavy shit. Like that's my favorite. Which I know. is why I liked uh, uh, two better. Like one was great, but I still found they were still kind of developing well, yeah well not just that but like it was also much like a you know all of them have said that's their they hate that record Listen, you cannot hate race car that's one of the best <laughs> all new materials for me baby all new materials for me baby. yeah i know that my former my the guy that i started the or my co-founder chris i remember we had this there's this episode on soundcloud it, it only exists on soundcloud titled will richard hate it and Richard is a is a longtime friend of Chris, new friend of I mean, we're friends. We're all we're all, you know, bros, but we live far apart, so we don't really get to hang out much. And Richard came down and he could not could not get into the clean section of periphery or in general. He just hated cleans. And we tried to tell him, Richard, you're missing so much if you just cancel out this entire song or this entire album or band because it's cleans. Like listen, listen to the magic that's baked into this shit. Thank you. Yeah. And he, he, so we came over and we did an entire episode. I'll actually put a, I'll, I'll put a link in the description for everybody listening. So you can go back and visit it real quick, but it is hilarious because we had a kind of button for him to hit whenever he didn't, and we started taking bets, like how long into the song before he canceled the whole song? Seven seconds, 12 seconds, 13. And now, <laughs> now whenever Periphery releases some shit, he's one of the first ones. Guys, have you heard this Periphery? It's fucking amazing. And it, 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 it's just crazy how you can get somebody on board if you can explain to them more than the thing. Like, take away the things you don't like, but let's look at the stuff that you do. And I know that all of the different genres are now starting to really blend together. Mm-hmm. Just like whenever I was listening to y'all's mix, I heard a lot of, you know, tech death, deathcore, 
even some like death metal influences, but then the proggy, the genty. And it just kind of, I was just like, man, this is, I think this is the way forward for music is like, it took this long to get all of these different genres established. And now everybody is just thinking, well, let's take a little of this over here, a little of that over here, and a little of this, sprinkle some dust on it, and shabam, you know, fat single comes flying down the pipe. But, uh, uh, variety is a spice to life. It is. Yeah. It is. I you gotta it. have, you gotta have variety. So, I mean, of course, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are those tried and true, you know, death core, you know, hardcore, you know, progressive bands that just, that just get it. But, you know, I really like the fact that everybody is just trying new shit, new cleans, new, new lows, new, you know, new, new guitars, new bass, you know, instead of going with the, holy fuck, it's a ding wall. You're like, nah, dog, like this right here. <laughs> this, yeah, I, I do I like it, the working, the working man's bass. I really, <laughs> that might be the fucking title of this interview. <laughs> the working man's bass. The working man's bass. Oh, uh, man. I mean, it's still price. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's still 1500 bucks, but like compared to like, if you want that same quality of tone, like I've, we're Ibanez fanboys here. That's what, that's the next endorsement we're going to go for. We all love Ibanez in this household. Okay. And then for my clean stuff, I like my PRS for my woody tones, but we don't do that as much here, so I don't bring that over here. You should. I'm going to play with it. Oh, I'm going to sample the fuck out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Sample it. I want to play play with it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So what do you guys, let's learn more about you guys personally. Um, Let's put the band aside for a little bit. What do you guys do for, uh, for work and fun? Um, I install fiber optic internet. This is Reagan? Yes. Okay. Every day. I am a pole climber. I am a union boy. I, I work in the elements and it sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't really have fun. I just like come home and eat food and write music and drink beer. <laughs> That's about it. And, uh, and play Destiny 2. <laughs> oh, you're a Destiny 2 fan? Yes, I am. Have you been following the whole thing? I haven't played in a good almost year, whatever. I beat the Witch Queen um, campaign, and then I kind of stopped playing it for a while, but now okay. I'm, I'm picking it back up again. You've been begging me to get on. Yeah. Um, I used to play Trials a lot, you know, um, like the PvP of it, but then um, the Pulse Rifles got really strong, and it made me want to freaking uh, bash my face into a window. <laughs> so I stopped playing it. But they need to nerf that fucking thing or I'm going to lose it. Yeah. But, no, they don't. They just keep like nerfing other shit, so everybody keeps using the the broken shit. It's awful. All right, I got a bone to pick with you, Orchard, about this. Yeah. Okay, because we're let's... both gamers. That's what we do. If we're not right, if we're not running music, we're on a Discord call playing games together. Todd, you know, Overwatch. We were playing Overwatch, but only ranked is fun, and they don't have cross platform. And he's a PC needy bitch. I mean, I grew up on Xbox. Like, I like my Xbox. You're scared of change. It's okay. It's no, fine. I, I admit. That Alt. I am a PlayStation I, baby, so you. I, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I end the call. We're done. Okay, just hang up now. No, I. Uh, I also I got gifted a PS4 because back when the pandemic hit, we had this idea to run a Twitch or Discord. You know, back when almost all of Facebook was nothing but people playing Call of <laughs> Call of Duty or Warzone. And you would just lose so many hours in your day just watching people like Stone Mountain and other other yeah. you know other folks just murking oh, no, people no, no, no. and talking about 
oh, this loadout is da 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 and this a loadout and and I'm just over here, like I have the basic bullshit AX50 with the variable scope. I don't give a shit what happens. I'm just here to have fun. But my biggest yeah. gripe in Warzone is it takes about three clips to kill a motherfucker. Versus not anymore. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't jumped on the new. I'm still stuck in Call of Duty. The TTK in the new it's Warzone. atrocious. It's it's almost it's like if you're it's like playing regular with like one play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but but I got banned on Twitch here here recently. <laughs> oh, tell tell me more. Go on. We so, were talking about we're gonna come kill you, and of course we didn't say in game. So uh, no. okay, so this dude started yelling at me, and I dished it back to him, and he couldn't take it. And then he started yelling at my girl in the game, and I was like, listen here. Blah 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 blah, and then he got real quiet and left the game, and then went and reported my channel. Man, oh, I forgot you said I'm gonna come fuck you. Is that what it was? Here's <laughs> <laughs> what it was. <laughs> you know, you know, it was something along that lines, though. Okay, this is pretty uh, vulgar. I said, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna come and stick a screwdriver in your dick <laughs> or something like that. I, I I was on stream though. That was the problem. But you know, I realized that I have a mouth. But it's COD banter. COD banter I know. is supposed to be awful. It's, yeah. it's that's where we release all of our pent up anger. You know? That's yeah. But no, this guy was a little poontang. I don't know. <laughs> I do. I don't understand the the necessity to get in the lobby after the match and just unleash the most vile word vomit that exists on the planet, only only to maybe make yourself feel better. I don't, I really don't get it. I, I honestly wanted to start this side project where it was just lobby chats after the game. <laughs> See, I, I, TikTok's full of it. That TikTok's full of it. I only do it as a rebuttal. Right. Though. Like you're not the starter. You're the, yeah, it's, you're it's the. some nice people on there. And I'm like, shut up. I hate you. <laughs> Man. Yeah, like we'll friendly dance with people. Like I'll, cause I'll, you know, like we, we were playing COD cause now they got, now they got a proximity chat. It's the best thing ever. Yep. Cause you can, you can mess with people. You can talk about them. It's like, Hey, come fist fight me. And then if they like have their friend shoot us instead, then I'll like cuss at him. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you broke the like, rules. Come on. Yeah, but I was a, um, a Twitch affiliate. I had a couple subs. I had some followers. I was. Reporting. Well, your TikTok was blowing up because of COD. Yeah, I know. Especially that clip where I ran his, I, I had us on the helicopter. <laughs> he said, I'm going to go on top of this building. <laughs> I said, jump out now. You did. Then we both just died. <laughs> Those are the best. We were kill streak, 70K cash each. Like, we were loaded that game. I just ran into a building. <laughs> I definitely want to, and it, and it's still, it's still, you know, running the podcast. It, 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 like this interview happening right now is full throttle. Exactly what I want to happen every time. Like we talk a little bit about the music, and then we talk a just little bit about, yeah. yeah, just a little. You know, it's a variety, right? That's the ADHD. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a there's a gerbil in my brain running around, just bouncing <laughs> off the walls, and I, uh, I want to, I still want to do a kind of like a call of duty match where it's bands versus like Austin, you know, it's kind of like Austin V or, you know, Texas versus, but not in the versus sense of we're better than you. Just we're going to play each other in a match. But at the same time, there's this cross cross promotion of the bands and their music and this and that. And that would be playing in the background on the server at the same time. So that's still a, that's still a thing. 
Um, which actually, I'm gonna write that down so I don't fucking forget it. No, Ryan, listen, this is what's about to happen. You're gonna do that. We're gonna come in and be the world champions. This is a call to every single band that thinks they can beat us in COD. Once game uh, gun game comes back, okay, oh, we've yeah. got your fucking number. Come okay. Ask. Okay, so what you're saying is I need to join up with you guys and apologize for my PlayStation uh, affiliation up front, which then will allow me into the 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 lobby, and then we'll start trashing people. No, no, no apologies needed. Okay. Listen, you gotcha. can, it's a shameful existence. I I get it, but that's who you are. You're a shameful person. I walk it's around life with just. This overhanging shadow of like, I'm a PS4 yeah. fan. Yeah. You're a disappointment to your family, but it's all yeah, right. It's fine. I am. I'm, we we still love, we'll still give you forehead kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, man. I think every, I think the whole world needs more forehead kisses. I love forehead kisses. I know. Man, I'm, a, I'm an Eskimo. Well, I used to be an Eskimo kiss fan, but you know, not these days. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right. So I noticed that on your merch site, you have uh, some anime stuff going on. I'm a huge weeb. So I, can we you... do that out of spite against our drummer, by the way. Okay. Yeah. He, he hates weebs and hates everything that's cool and fun. And then, so. of course, me being the uh, the instigator, I was like, just because of that, Ryan, we're going to get a really, 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 really good anime drawing. Like with you know as obscene as possible and a logo on it with tattoos and stuff to sell and you're gonna like it because you're gonna be making money off of it. It is. It, okay. I can do it. So we did it. So I'm looking at it right now. It's on uh, paradiserefinedmerch.creatorspring.com. I'll put the I'll I'll have all the all the important links in the comments. But it is it is exactly what you just stated. There is this blood. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna let you click on the link and find out. I'm gonna let you we need a new shirt that we have up there. Like I, I know we wanted to do limited run. So that, uh, um, that design was actually drawn, like hand drawn by my lady as well. What? So, yeah, the, yeah, that's 100 percent her design. No shit, that's good. Yeah, that is yeah. really good. Yeah, I'm blessed. She's awesome. What does she do this just for fun, or is that like a side hustle of hers? It is a side hustle. She does a lot of like art commissions and stuff. Like it's mainly chicks like asking her to draw them naked. But you know, Wait, a dollar's what? a dollar. So. <laughs> Speaking what? of which, our band's OnlyFans account will be up soon. Yes, it is. A, <laughs> uh, we just don't. Yeah, so we're gonna like uh, what cook bacon, like change oil and shit on with there. our shirts off. We, yeah. yeah, with our shirts off, maybe like a utility belt and all that stuff just for the OnlyFans. Eat cereal really sloppily. Yeah. Oh please, and let it run. Let the milk just run through your beard and yeah, not give yeah. a fuck. We're bearded too, so it works. You know, just like yes. sloppy beard. Yes. Oh, ugly, fat, and bearded. That's that's us. Yeah. That's that great. that will hit all kinds of numbers in the South. I guarantee you. Hell yeah! They'll be like, "What are you doing on Sunday, man? I'm watching this goddamn Paradise Refined. Eat some cereal, fucking change some oil, and talk about anime. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I no. thought about going fishing, but uh, damn, sounds like you're having a party. I'll bring the six pack. Fucking come on, yeah. boy. We're shooting guns and watching hentai. <laughs> Put it on the big screen. <laughs> Make sure you adjust the rabbit ears. Oh man! This... Oh, hey, God. Henry, where's your butt plug? Yeah, <laughs> where's that bad dragon at? Oh, oh man, bad. Oh, if you don't just not safe for work, don't Google bad dragon at work. All right. Um, 
<laughs> now do it on your VPN company computer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely VPN secured. So, <laughs> all right. But so make we, sure you click the videos, not the images. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes, please. And then just report back to us. Just send me a DM. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, what do you do, man? What's your, what's your daytime job? You don't have to say who you work for, but what you do. Oh yeah. I'm not going to cause things I signed for. I'm in finance. I do like loan processing and stuff. So I like, I'm the guy that like, after you say, Hey, your credit's good enough. I'm the one that gets you to the finish line. Are you the underwriter? It's in our business it's a little bit different, but yeah, it's basically like an underwriter. My job is to collect all your forms, make sure that everything's in check. That way, once you close, everything's Gucci. You ain't going to worry about something coming back to bite you in the ass. Something was done wrong. You know, that's my job. I am in the real estate world. I'm an agent with Keller Williams. I have not. Oh been... God. So you, you hate us. We well, hate you guys. Too. Well, here's the best part. Well, I don't want to say best part. Uh, when I quit, I used to be a master mechanic for Kia for eight years from 2012 to 2020. And I wanted to become a service advisor and then move into the service management role so that I could kind of turn the table and reward the technicians for their blood, sweat, and tears, like the guys actually making the money and doing the repairs. Because the biggest thing that I really hated, and it really it really stuck with me, was whenever I'd read these Google reviews or Yelp reviews about customers just fawning over their advisors, making their car magically come to life, it's like, do you understand what the fuck actually happened to your car? Or did you just get a paragraph full of bullshit just to get your money? And that's ultimately, now there were some that were like, man, you know, this guy really went above and beyond, so on and so forth. But I wanted to just, I wanted to change the culture because, you know, blue collar workers around the world make, you know, make the monies for the other people. And that's how it works in service departments for, for dealerships is, the majority of the bills get paid through the people back there fixing the cars. And so I quit December 1st, 2020, and then went to my local community college on my last remaining GI Bill benefits. And that sustained me through five months of unemployment, intentional unemployment, because I was getting all my tuition paid for through the GI Bill. They were cutting me a check for $2,000 a month as a part of you know, that that's just how the GI Bill works. It's called BAH, Basic Allowance for Housing. So I knew that I could get my bills paid for and go to school and walk out into the world with a certificate that would, you know, have legs. And I feel like I'm going a little bit of a rant here, but but yeah, I I now I'm a pool boy and I work out in the elements because I haven't really been able to dive into the real estate market the way that I want to. Because for those listening, if you want to get into the real estate market as an agent, you need financial security for months because yeah. your it's first, yeah, it's all commission. Unless you get like on a team where you're like a contract coordinator or some type of assistant that's paying you 18 to $25 an hour, whatever they want to pay you. But if you're just a straight up agent, you need to have a, a healthy amount of money set aside because you're going to suck for the first handful of months. Like one of my buddies is, absolutely killing it and he used to be a former musician and he's got this whole story where he was waiting tables and just kind of came to the realization like this you know this ain't it 
and now he's got his face on a billboard and he's one of the top producers and he's multi you know million revenue and all this other stuff so it is possible it is possible you know it just it just takes time and hustle you know kind of like with music you put an ep out and eh, it hits it doesn't hit you put a single out woo algorithm kicks over and you're fucking top of the charts and then the next you album doesn't like. hit so <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's a tough world so i'm still kind of i'm still dipping my toes and paying my dues and watching you got this shit yeah i mean oh, it's yeah. it's 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 gonna be it'll be fun. this year will be a lot better than last year but uh as yeah. far as what you do uh <clears throat> charlie excuse me I, I i personally can't say that i hate what you do but i definitely know from as long as as long as we come to close on the date that we say to close and everything is legit and and not there's no surprises. Yes, there is no hate that's going to be fanned out at the fucking title company. So, <laughs> I think I think I think a lot of our issues end up coming up is like, obviously, you guys have clients that you need to set a deadline for. Right. Unfortunately, we'll find out that this deed's been done wrong the past twenty times. It's been done. I'm like, hey, we got to track down ten years of people. Sorry, you know, I got to be the bad guy. That's crazy, though. You know, like deeds. It, it's it's. I mean, the fact that you want to buy a piece of land but you can't because the paperwork got jacked up from some like five years ago. It just. Uh, anyway. So a little. Uh, I'll give you one little bit of insight so we can get off this tangent. Okay. Just so you. For your own clarity, that's what that helps you understand better too. So I've I've been working with counties for 10 years on this kind of stuff. What happens is the county's job is not to deem if it's legal. Their job is to record it. That's it. Right, just a, a record of it. Anybody can contest it. If I'm going to give a loan out to somebody, I have to be able to show that it cannot be contested. That way, Joe Schmo's daughter found the old D where her father sold the property and saw it was done wrong. She can now come back and take that land back, which that's a failure on how County stuff's done. Cause sometimes they really, they don't underwrite that stuff. They just, you send us a deed, we'll record it. And they can sometimes know it's not legit. They still record it. I had one where the County, I was working with the County of Mississippi. I can't remember the County, but, this lady bought this land 10 years ago and she was like, yeah, it's my land. You know, it's recorded with the county, everything. And when I was calling the county, like, we don't recognize her as an owner. I'm like, well, why'd you guys stamp this recorder? We recorded it, but we don't see her as the owner because one of the people didn't sign this deed that was supposed to from one of these heirs from the oh. dead person. That's so they won't tell you that they don't have to. They just, you pay them a fee to record it. That's it. They're not, they, Unless you specifically ask them, is this legal? Which is why I always advocate if you do anything, pay the extra money, have a lawyer do it with your state Hell lawyer yeah. or whatever. Hell if yeah. not, you jeopardize everybody in the line after. But all right, rant over. We're good on that. <laughs> Speaking of recording, a little segue here. Uh, you guys have recorded new music. I know we kind of touched on it briefly. And what, what do we have to look forward to for 2023 out of the, out of the Paradise Camp? Hopefully a fucking album. Uh, <laughs> it is just like y'all look at each other like an album? Question mark? Yes. Okay. Well, no, we get the album done. We just got to get it mixed and matched. I, I, I spent two and a half hours today like re-getting the whole album into one project so I could export it over to the guy that's mixing it. Oh. Now, fucking, I had to search through um, my Dropbox and like um, my computer and like some freaking Facebook messages and I had to create some more me just to get everything to work do you know no ryan this isn't listen this is a this is his own fault no <laughs> this man <laughs> you know listen listen Linda. I, I come from 
background of organization, right? So yeah. when I say this man, he's got 85 folders for one project, name stuff like Sprinkle Tits, Poop Balls, McGee. <laughs> <laughs> and he relies on trying to remember these funny names. I'm like, why don't you just put it all in one folder named Paradise Album? If we do not have the lyrics and the song name for it yet, what the hell am I supposed to call it? That's fine, but have it under one folder that's named Paradise New Stuff instead of 25 different folders named Poop Balls. If I didn't have four different projects going (laughs) at the same time, my rap stuff, the freaking prog weird math, it it would be simple if I I was just like a one-trick pony, but I'm not. Hey, you know each project can have its own dedicated folder, right? Listen, this hard drive is about full anyway. Just just look, man, I'm going to give you some advice. Right-click, new, folder. Yeah, so you should check out my desktop. I like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, new folder. There's like 19 new, it's like new folder 19. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I have the same, I, was, I have I the same problem. This album somehow, it's like, I wonder why. No, the old guy, he, he deleted the album. No. Oh. Like, man, we spent so many hours at his house tracking this stuff to get it perfect. And then I was like, hey, will you send me the stem? And he was like, I deleted it like a week ago on accident. And I was like, well, I hate my life. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> but then he found most of it, so I, so I had to go back and recreate what he didn't find. So, so yeah, the album's almost recorded and done. We just got a, we've just got the new album working on it, too. So we should have an album mixed and mastered, hopefully the next few months. And then we've got halfway done writing another album that's we just got to record and stuff. So are you guys going to do like an EP release with singles, or how's that going to work out? Have- stuff we probably should do that honestly so we're not waiting so So long our next release is going to be a six song album okay and uh we're going to try to plan an album release show and i'm also going to buy like uh like 50 hard copies of it too so oh you're going to do you're going to do cds yeah can you guys sign it i'll pay for it you guys mail it to me absolutely yeah yeah uh i I don't know when it's going to happen it doesn't matter uh, whenever whenever that uh, date comes probably going to get lost in, in, in the void of my emails so you may have to like i don't know discord it to me or something i'll just i'll just i'll just i'll just tag you on some random post like where's my shit yes that yes. would that, that would work that much would better attention. yeah yeah <laughs> just like one five second instagram story hey paradise where's my shit and then it'll just end like, hey, oh yeah no listen that's a good idea so one of the things the local bands here have been talking about is actually cutting promos against each other like fun banter oh my God. as a cross promo thing where we just like do a video of us holding a fake knoxville music like wrestling belt and cut, cut like wrestling promos on each other oh my god please <laughs> <laughs> i would have the belt already I'm but sorry. i bought a new base and i can't justify dropping 400 dollars on a knoxville music hardcore and metal uh title world championship title belt. <laughs> i can't this is so again this is one of those back burner ideas so my sponsoring venue is come and take it live in austin texas it's one of the go-to venues that major tours come through but it's also this elevated scene or this elevated venue it, it's it's like a mid-tier uh holds about 500 to 750 people fully stacked but a really good crowd to where there's room to breathe is about about three to 350 and it's a two-story it's got some really cool stuff going on but there are there are its downsides whereas where we came from with this was this place called dirty dog that was about a 
12 by 10 stage. It wasn't big at all. Maybe 15. I'm, I'm, I might be mixing up the dimensions, but that Long was Branch. what's that? There reminds me of this place that used to be here called Long Branch. You could fit a whole 50 people in there. <laughs> And that's where all the craziest shows happen. That, yeah. Day. Like, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the thing. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still trying to find some other venues here in Austin. Like I've got Valhalla, I've got kick, Butt, um, there's empire inside, but it's just one of those things where sometimes you just have to know somebody to get in. And since yeah. I have only worked exclusively with come and take it since my inception, it's it's i don't know i'm just i'm trying to do more things this year to be more inclusive of all the other venues i don't want to forget about anybody because there's definitely more music out there than i can keep up with and when i see all the lineups coming from these different venues i'm just like man who the who is this band why have oh they've been here for nine years god ryan what are you doing so luckily we've got quite a few venues we get a lot of those venues like 50 to 100 100 to 300 300 to 500 and there's a couple venues that are 500 to a thousand. So yeah. Tell me, a- tell me about the Knoxville life because the other, the other part of this is that, you know, the reason I talk to bands outside of, outside of Austin is everybody, not everybody, but a large majority of our hometown bands and our regional bands, they do East coast runs, North runs, West runs. And I want to be able to kind of like link people up, especially especially if we have bands that are in the same genre, you know what I mean? So if you're doing a DIY run, you know, people come to me like, Hey Ryan, you know, we're going so-and-so city. Do you know anybody there that we could reach out to? Oh yeah. You know, this band and this guy. Um, That's hard to get in unless you're bigger. Really? Brickyard's probably the easiest one to get in. The yeah. open cord. I, I personally love the Brickyard. Man. Tell it's me like, yeah. Tell me about, tell me about the scene there in Knoxville. So our scene's very much a, like, obviously we're in, you know the bible belt country music everything so that that dominates most of the bars and stuff there's a few dedicated places that don't care genre and there's a few that are specifically that heavily influenced by metal because people at book are like metalheads like brickyard is a uh it's a bar you can get like 300 people in there and it's packed packed with 300 people now but the booker that's doing stuff, Roger, he uh, with Blackheart Promotions, he's he takes risk. He'll book massive bands in these tiny places just to say he did. He booked Obscura in a 200 cap bar. Holy here. shit! Obscura and Vale of Nath and all those other big bands. And he'll and he'll and he does that stuff. He's like, hey, it's it's one of those things where when, a, when you know, I get it. Promoting is a very hard job just because of the money. Yep, but. Sometimes you take those risks and he's like, Hey, I will take the risk to lose money on this because I know the other shows will make the money back on. So are we look, we're lucky enough to have some promoters that are willing to do that. We're like, we're going to take it. We're going to take a loss tonight just to have this massive band here and all of our good locals get to play on that show. And we'll have like the touring band shows in our places are never like, you know, three bands. It's usually like one or two touring bands in like four to six local you know local oh nice so they they really treat us good because they know we're the people that show up to watch the shows anyway you know so um they're they're good at taking care of us like rogers you know he's 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 really set his foot in the ground um lizzie at the concourse mm-hmm. she's the one that does the big stuff like the thousand cap venue she's the one that gets like, like we just had dark funeral and cannibal corpse here Ooh. like she's the one who books those guys um, Roger does the slightly smaller touring bands with locals. And then 
Jay is basically doing uh, uh, Jay um, Jay's up and coming too. Does a lot more of the DIY East Coast hardcore like. Some touring bands, but most of the time it's like I when I say touring band, I want like a local band from Kentucky to come up here and tear the place up. Right. Like that's that's where so we've got a few promoters that kind of like focus on what their niche. Like Roger's the middle ground, Lizzie is like the big, big, big stuff, and then Jay does more of the I want the underground people that no one's ever heard of here that we're just tearing it up. Yes. Go ahead and bring we- your trash cans. Okay. Yes, bring your trash cans, burn a couch in the front yard, lawn kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the fun ones. That too, that was a fucking awesome show that we played. Yeah, they were all hail Bonginator. That shit was awesome. Yeah, Bonginator is a great band. You got to check them out. It's it's like stoner death doom, and it's the greatest stuff ever. Who is it's this? Bonginator. B o n g a n a t o r. Yep, Bonginator. Bonginator. Yeah, Bonginator. All right. Yeah. They were pretty cool. Yeah, but we have, luckily, because we have these three promoters that do a lot of, you know, stuff where it's all different levels of, you know, musicians and like, you know, follower count. Like, we'll have, we had a band that Roger booked there, uh, Enforcer. You would love them if you like. It's, it's like that hardcore meets emo, meets prog, meets gent. Jesus. And they came down. And they have like a small, uh, you know, a following about our size, you know, they, they toured from New York to here. And those guys, we just sat, I sat outside talking to them for four or five hours before the show, just, just hanging out for their set. Just, just, and I love those kind of shows. Like I trust me, I, I love getting on big shows, playing with big X, but being able to sit down with these struggling bands that are doing it for fun and not for money that are really got their heart in it, you know, and it's, their lyrics and their music's really about real life experience stuff. I like being able to hang out with those guys. So that's why I treat all of these promoters, even if one's big and bigger bands versus, you know, smaller bands, I treat them equally because I, they're all contributing to the bigger picture of our scene. So um, honestly, they've been godsends because um, there was a long time. There was only one promoter, which he was great. It's just, you know, when there's only one guy doing a lot of shows, he, you can't get to everybody, you know? So we had to deal with that for a long time. And now our scene's kind of getting to where we, it's the bands thriving. themselves are promoting and booking the stuff themselves as well as the promoters. So we're, we, we've got a strong like metal and rock community here. So it's, it's been a blessing because me and you've been here 10 years. And we remember what it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. The only freaking people in the crowd were the other bands. Yeah. Uh, t- yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not just that, but. There was not much metal besides just a few local bands. We didn't get many big touring acts, except no, we didn't. We had occasionally get stuff at Blackstock and everything. Yeah, but, but we had Alpha Wolf and freaking Body Snatcher at the drink. That shit was crazy. Uh, that that so, combo is just three hundred cat venue. Alpha Wolf, Body Snatcher, and Vatican. That show windows were broken. There was blood. I mean, people were throwing beer, and it's a tiny pack. I mean. When I say 300, I mean 300 shoulder to shoulder. Like Sardines. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. It was so but fucking awesome. But that the, the energy at, at that place is, is so, I mean, it's, it's very much a we're all family and we're all going to throw down. And, and it's also very respectful. Like, yes, there's a specific area where, you know, if you stand there, you're going to get drop kicked. Okay. Right? Okay. But now make sure that you're safe with it. You know, like it's, it's very much like that. If someone falls down, there's 20 people. Pick them up. up. I'm a big dude. Yeah. If I fall down, 
I don't even have to try to get up. They just pull me up. And I'm like, I just levitate. I'm you just like, levitate like Jesus. Oh. I'm six two. Like, how'd y'all do that? You know, like, <laughs> it's like it's like these I mean, couple of like five two chicks just to the left of you. Like, how the fuck do you, do you deadlift? What is happening? Yeah, it actually looks like Jesus too. So it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but freaking. Uh, but it, it's it's like our community is super loving, and it and it sucks because like I'm glad we haven't. But peaked off again because like that's one of the things that was disheartening 10 years ago and why i kind of stopped playing live and stuff is just like we had a lot of new people coming in you know that were fresh out of high school that still had that high school drama that they were bringing that into the stuff you know and we yep. luckily now we're all adults the people that were so now the people that were playing 10 years ago are playing again and everything's cool now and we've learned how to stop and with social media stuff we've learned how to stop a lot of that stuff out like you know it's it's metal like we stick up for each other and we don't put, no one puts up with crap anymore like we used to which is why we've grown so much is because if something happens cool jay calls him the fuck out right then well everyone does <laughs> yeah it's like cool you're being a dick in a show or you're you know you're being super toxic cool you're now blacklisted from everybody and everyone's friends so like, and, you know, there was a lot of bad stuff with people grooming kids and stuff back in the day. So mm -hmm. they, we've had to, we've had to snuff that stuff out to the point where, like, I remember, uh, what, five or six years ago, there are people, like, threatening to show up with guns and stuff. Yeah. Parking lots what? And stuff. And we're like, yeah, because of toxic behavior, just people being, you know, we're, you know, we're in that part of the South where, like, you know, if you're not drinking, you're doing meth. So, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> You can imagine what happens. That's so goddamn true, it's though. At a oh, aggressive music place when oh. that's the mix. But so we've had to really like tighten our circles and like hone hone on on basically like if you show up here, you're not just blacklisted. You're going to get your ass beat. You know, we've had to do that because like to keep that stuff out of our scene, and because of that we've grown, we've we've been able to knock that stuff out. And I appreciate all of our locals that have actually helped out with like basically just having to like have a man wall of people to keep people from showing up that's going to try to do some stupid stuff here yeah so speaking of that um our drummer uh went to the knock loose show right and then it was like him and like a couple of his friends um and this dude like um he like walked up and like punched this dude's girlfriend wait and, like what? all four of them just fucking beat this it was dude's more than ad. four yeah. it was like 10 people that ganged up on they them. beat the shit out of this dude there for hitting that girl and i was like yes <laughs> love it that's it's, it's it's a good time i do i do you know the one i guess good thing that i've seen come from the social media side of things because people are quick to react right you hear you hear this story or you hear this rumor and then you you know it, it like it it spreads like wildfire Mm -hmm. until you can get the other side of the story. But, you know, an accusation in the form of grooming or sexual harassment or anything further than that is just, there's no room for it. And I don't, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very empathetic person. So I try to put myself in the shoes of like, for example, like right now, like, I, like this whole as the as the podcast is happening, I'm actually listening to it like, is this what I want to hear? Is this the story that I want to, you know, if, if I were the consumer? So the mm -hmm. same thing for, you know, that side of the story is like, okay, well, I heard side A, let me hear side 
B. And typically side B does not look good. It's just, you know, defensive tactics and this and that. And, you know, the mid, like the late 2000, not the late, I'm trying to like pinpoint the specific era, but we'll say early 2000s to, to mid-teens. You know, and and this is this is not a this is not a shot at Attila, but that's just like party rock, right? Like, it should be. Oh, I mean, it, 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 that's just like I remember when I first moved to Texas, and it was it like it was just popular, but like the 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 story behind it was just like like now when I look back at it, it's just like oh my god, like I I like that. Okay, strip the lyrics away. Let's just do the music. Because there is, granted, there's, I don't know, I'm not defending and I'm not like like promoting, but it's just, it's that era of party rock where the rock star lifestyle was, you know, fucking and drinking and smoking and just, you know, trashing hotel rooms and, you know, taking it back to the 80s and 90s vibe of just metal. But, you know, I am happy that there are more of us out there standing up and saying no, this this is not right, and fuck you for thinking that way, regardless of what the topic at hand is, because you know there's people out there that are just willy nilly doing whatever the fuck they want to, and you know it, it might just be because they are a product of their environment, or maybe they weren't raised the right way. I don't know. Like it's, but what I'm it, happy, it's all of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a culmination of the entirety of their persona and then they have the friends that also help promote that persona and that vibe and then they release some shit or like some shit comes out that they did this and they did that and it's like 90 percent of course don't quote me on that percentile but there's a large majority of the shit that comes out that's just true and now you see bands like i just saw one the other day i can't remember what band it was but they were like hey we're aware of the allegations of such and such against our member and we as a band are here to say that that is absolutely categorically false or it'll be the flip side oh we fired that person they're no longer in the band they just cut ties they're like nope you are not trashing our image because of your actions you don't speak for the band and so we've had that but like we also with our community we also require receipts like we'll take someone's word for something oh yeah not trust somebody but like, if it's something where there's receipts to it, it's your it's auto blacklist. Like we don't, we've dealt with that stuff. It's tore apart our scene the past ten years over and over and over. And we're we're tired of it. We're not. None of us are going to deal with it. It's that simple. Like, whatever's got to be done, blacklisted from the stuff, showing up, starting crap. Like, as someone who has struggled with their own mental health and issues with, you know. You know, I mean, we're we're in a very poor part of the South where like mental health is not a thing. The only options you have is basically being institutionalized for anything mental health wise. Right. Like, um, so people turn to drugs, and I, and here's the thing: like, do I don't advocate for drug use, but if it's working for somebody, it's like you're not harming other people. Once your disregard for human life goes to another person, that's when I have an issue. Right. You know, like. You know, if you abuse drugs and your life's bad because of it, that's cool. If you want to support system, I'm here for you. I'm not going to degradate you or, you know, blacklist you for something like that. But if you turn that into disregard for somebody else, like stealing people's instruments, 
Um, oh, you know, God. being so messed up on drugs that you start groping people for no reason. You know, that's when we start having issues. And that's luckily our scenes kind of cut that stuff out to where, you know, people don't it's it's less. There's less people that are just sticking up for their friend because their friend here, which I like. That. Right. Like, yeah, I get having your boys back. But if your boy's doing some stuff, you're the only person that can really, truly hold them accountable. You need to do that. Yeah, I do. I do think that one, as sad as the pandemic was, there is and has been this dedicated shift to mental health. And there was some comment or something that I heard long ago where it said, you know, why do guys start podcasts? And it's like, well, because it's cheaper than therapy. And, <laughs> and I'll admit, you know, like talking, talking with, you know, folks like you and other other members across the nation and even here locally like it is it's a chance to just kind of you know talk about some stuff that you normally don't get to talk about and mm -hmm. you know if i can provide that platform to where an hour to an hour and a half worth of chatting makes that makes that person's mental you know mental health better to where they got some stuff off their chest but they did it in a safe space to where they could feel comfortable and 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 like again we've like we've never met i still don't even know what you guys look like outside of facebook posts and <laughs> you know yeah. it, it's the music that brought us together and now we're sharing you know this that and the other because that's what it's ultimately about is like yeah music has many languages and many forms but i'm more in the business of getting to know the people that create the music because if you don't know who is making you know, the sounds that are tasty to you, then you might be supporting something that you might not agree with. So, <laughs> so um, are, there are stuff that is just problematic because I like the music, but like, it, yeah, it's different when it's like a local scene where these are people you interact with, you know, like we're, we're our goal is to build a safe space. Do I personally need a safe space? No, I'm a cutthroat. I will do what I have to, to survive. Right in certain situations i understand some people don't have that ability either physically or mentally or we all come from different backgrounds we all have our own things that we struggle with so i want to make sure it's a safe space for people like me i'm a big dude well like you are no the safe space <laughs> me. You, know, you are the no safe one's space. Actually me no one's going to do it i mean some people have tried but i kind of blew it off because i know like systematically it doesn't really do anything to me but like when there's like, you know, like sometimes, you know, like underage, you know, girls on our shows and stuff, we want to make sure they're safe because they don't have someone to stick up for them. We right. have to do that for them. Now, that's not saying that they're, they can't stick up for themselves. It's just like, you know, we want to make sure it's safe for everybody. Yeah, that you know? added layer of security when they're yeah, there. That, that support. And, and even things like our personal pit security stuff is pretty intense especially when people like you can always tell there's that one drunk guy gets in the pit just to throw hands with somebody oh, yeah you know the locals here are very good about stomping that stuff out very quickly to where like you really don't have to get security involved you know which is nice like being able to like know that i can show up to a venue and not have to worry about watching what people are doing to make sure that someone's not getting you know uh, attacked or you know you know, or, you know, harass or anything. I know that I can trust all my locals that are there to stomp it out for me. If I'm too busy, you know, at the merch table or playing the show, you know, I don't have to be, I don't have to actually keep my eye off that stuff because everyone else is doing it as well. Right. 
kind of gives you guys a sense of relief and, you know, you can get up there and do your thing versus having to have that little caveat in the back of your head. Like, well, this is the heavy part. I need to make sure that I'm looking at the pit for all the bodies that are about to start flying. (laughs) Speaking of bodies flying before we get out of here, damn, I didn't even realize we're, we're way past an hour. This, this is what I love when I can go for 60 minutes and it feels like 10. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So before we get out of here and wrap all this up and do all the ads and social media stuff, I want to hear from, I want to hear what's called a tale. I'm starting this new segment called tales from the pit. And if you have a relevant pit story that you have either been a part of or witnessed, let me hear it. Um, a small local show. It was actually after I quit Thousand Plane Raid for a little bit at the, remember Alan Wick, mm-hmm. that gym? Yeah. We played chicken in the mosh pit. I had a dude my size on my shoulders, like running through with other people, with people on their shoulders in a, in a circle pit. <laughs> I'm too scared to go in the pit because I don't want to break my leg. So, well, now I'm old. I can't do that as much anymore. That was fun though. Is there, is there a, is there a threshold age limit of when pit activities? cease to exist no it's just like it's one of those like because i'm old and out of shape being overweight <laughs> now because <laughs> used to i would be in a pit the whole show now i'm like i'm in it for five minutes i'm just like <gasps> you know so i have to i have to hold withhold myself a little bit now no, i still get i still let loose i just don't do it the whole show like especially if like especially some of those shows jay's been putting on like Especially, and it's easier for me to do it in those smaller crowds, like that 100 to 300 person. Yep. Usually the pit's like 20 to 50 people. So like I'm in there and they're like, all right, there's a two-step part and something, you hear that bass drop, mm-hmm. that mechanical bass drop that just makes me go feral. Like, <laughs> like I remember the first time I got into it, like the first time I got into like moshing and stuff, um, it was some hardcore band from Kentucky that was playing on some small small bill that was i was going to see in nashville when i lived out in murfreesboro and that it was the first time i heard a live bass drop like that because i because li- i was listening to like you know like between the barriers stuff they're they're heavy but they don't have like crazy bass drops they have crazy you know pits and stuff but it's not like a crazy just just beat that, down yeah just that 808 you know? just full sin yeah exactly so the first time i heard that i'm not even joking i clapped my hands to the ground and started jumping around like a gorilla beating my chest. <laughs> it's like, I mean, frog <laughs> leaping and beating my chest, just throwing, like, because, like, I never understood the hardcore dancing. Like, I understood push pits and stuff. I never understood yep. the felling of the arms and stuff. The second I felt it, I was like, I understand this now. I understand why people, like, do spin kicks now. I get it now. I completely understand it now because I was listening to more gent and frog stuff I wasn't listening to hardcore and beat down so i finally got to see one of those shows i'm like now it makes sense because i just want to drop kick every person in front of me i want to fight invisible ninjas i really <laughs> i i was i mean i was when i say it was pr- it was primitive on the best level it was like caveman unga boonga like oh, i just wanted to start and i was like man i understand it now 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 because used to i was a little bit elitist about that I'm like you just want to hurt people it's like no they're just feral right now because that music's making them feral. I completely understand it now. You know, there there is there is studies to back up certain waves, certain 
uh, like delta waves, gamma rays, not rays, waves. That that when when it when it's heard, it triggers something in your brain to to alter your oh, yeah. your I don't know like physical percent. I don't know. I, 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 I'm no I'm no psychologist, but it, it, it's. Uh, I was trying to go into music therapy, but there's no money into it. So I, I, I know what you're talking about. There, there is studies and stuff. In fact, I actually did um, um, for uh, some science st- uh, papers and stuff in high school. I actually studied like, um, uh, actually, it was funny studying to certain BPMs of music and how it affects your retention. And yes. Stuff too. It's there's a reason why everyone's music most of the time is not about what you're hearing. It's about what you're feeling. And people don't realize that. Like there's a reason there's musical preference because your chemistry, your, your, your mental chemistry, like your chemical makeup of your brain is affected by different sounds and different wavelengths differently, which is why nine times out of 10, when you go to like a metal show, you can become friends with people very easily because you all have a lot of the same thought process and the things affect you almost the same. That's the reason why you can, Almost any music genre, if you go to that scene, it's easier to feel out of place because you're not 100% vibing with it because, like, it's affecting them differently than it's affecting you. Right. You know, which is why, like, I can go to a metal show. Like, I'm socially anxious. I can go to a metal show and be everybody's best friend because we all feel very similar about certain things. Yeah, because it's like, I'm just looking up here, like, delta waves are in line with helping people sleep. And then you have, beta waves and they're all at different frequencies like beta waves low beta waves are from 12.5 to 16 hertz beta one then you have beta two 16.5 to 20 and then 20 to 28 i mean and, and then you have like alpha waves called burger waves it, it, it's it's crazy what music can do to you and how it makes you feel how it how it just interacts with with your body as a whole like there's these physiology you know that's why i go that's why i listen to music when I run, which I think a lot of people would, you know, listen to certain, you know, cadences and BPMs, but I just, I thoroughly enjoy just the aspect of how music can, it just does so many things. You, you, you play these notes in a certain order and then you put this, you know, this aggression or this non-aggression lyrical content into it or not, you know, it's, you know, cause you have the instrumental side of things. <clears throat> To take that a step further, like a lot, I've noticed this, and this is coming from someone, you know, that I, I listen to a lot of different music. It doesn't all make me feel the same. There are, there is music I listen to, not because it makes me feel good. It's because I appreciate the musicianship and the writing and stuff behind it. Yes. So because I've went to all these different types of shows for different genres, I have noticed, especially talking to people and just like online forums and stuff to take that a step further, like. The reason these clicks form is because of the way the music makes them feel. And like I've noticed that going to certain types of shows and genres and stuff, a lot of the people will have the same backstory of very specific traumas that they all have experienced and like mental illnesses. I'll, I'll, I've noticed that certain genres will have like people that suffer, suffer from different mental illnesses in the same area, like metal uh, ADHD, number one that I've seen, you know, mm-hmm. like don't see with as many other genres. Um, oh, and dubstep, I've noticed there's a lot of heavy, you know, people with ADHD that listen to that stuff. And I've noticed that it's like I'm one of those guys. Music hits you a certain way for a reason. It's not just because of the, it's, it's, people don't realize it's happening. It's like, I like the music 
And the reason why isn't just because you like the way it sounds and the musicianship behind it. A lot of it has to do with like it's affecting you mentally in a certain way that other music doesn't. That's why we have those preferences. Ten you out because ten I, out of ten can't I, agree. Yeah, because I've met people that hated the idea of metal because it's like it's noisy, blah blah blah. I took them to a show, and they were like, "I love this. This is so different. Like I don't, I don't know why. Like I don't like the music. Like, I actually don't like listening to the music, but." It, it, it there's a feeling that I've never had before. And I'm like, that's, that's it. That's the thing is like, cause like it took me a while to like listen to like anything with screams and stuff into it. And then like, now that's, that's like my preference. Cause it makes me feel a certain way that I didn't I allow myself to kind of like, I didn't allow myself to get lost in it, you know? Yeah. Cause I was coming from a technical perspective. The reason why I started listening to metal is because of the technical perspective for the musicianship. And I was adverse to it at first, but then once I let myself get loose in it, I'm or, or like lose myself. I was like, this makes sense now. Like, I understand now. And, you know, that's part of like, you know, while I'm doing the small local shows, you go out there, you talk to people, you start realizing, man, we all have the same trauma and the same mental illnesses. And we've all, we all like the same music for a certain reason. You know, it's all part of that. Unity. Yeah. The unity and like, and that's part of like it things that you suffer from make you feel things differently, which is why, you know, you can find those little clicks of people that all have the same background because of the music they listen to, you know? Yeah, I can I can fully attest that, you know, <laughs> looking back on my where did I find metal at in my life, and it all started out with, and I don't want to call it butt rock, but I mean, it was just yeah. dad, dad rock, dad rock and yeah. like, you know, it all like when Five Finger Death Punch was popular, and then Breaking Benjamin, and Three Days Grace, and Thrice, and <laughs> say I actually pulled up some Saving Abel and fucking Hinder yesterday and lost my shit because nah. I still remembered a lot of the words. <laughs> <laughs> but that brings up something for new metal. Corn technically was doing some jet riffs. Oh yeah, I remember seeing Corn. I had really no clue who Corn was. I went to go see, I believe it was either in Kentucky or Tennessee. I can't remember. Maybe the Family Values Tour. It might have been the OzFest Tour. Uh, but I did drive from North Carolina. Man, maybe it was Tennessee. Either way, one of the two uh, uh, states. And it was, oh, man. Was it Walls of Jericho? And yeah, like Flyleaf was there. And Corn. And it was just this kind of just wildness. But yeah, I, I had no clue who Corn really was at that point in time in my life. But man, when the... I'm like, okay, I can, I can throw down to this. And it's just amazing the evolution of, of the journeys that people you know take. Because again, I was never really into like hardcore deathcore or just anything super heavy, which I know, you know, the, the band spite that's the one that really kind of tipped me over the edge and i mean darius just has this presence Damn. about him but i'm more like i'll list kind of like the way i found you guys uh which was a little bit off off the normal beaten path but i'll just let spotify run its algorithm because i don't know if you guys have seen the the series called the playlist on netflix it's about how spotify was created Yes, I've seen it. Okay, so under I'm a being a mechanic, I have this mentality of show me how it works. I want to see how it all works because if one part of it breaks, 
then at least I know where to focus on. So the fact that I was able to see how Spotify works, I mean, of course, there's way more, way more shit into it as far as like the algorithm. But the cool thing that I liked about it is they created and patented a whole new way that we listen to music. It was, I think they called it like the stoplight theory or, or basically the traffic, all the traffic was coming to the intersection and the, the light was yellow where the, the traffic would start to slow down. They actually pressed the gas pedal and just sent it through. And that had never been done before. And that's why the guy was like, when I press play, I want to hear it instantly, like 0. 0.012 seconds of, of pressing play. And now, you know, understanding that, I'll just let the music kind of go and, ooh, I like this and shit, I like that. And listening to y'all's music, I went to like the radio station and there's some music in there that I've never even heard of. Some bands, yes, some bands, no. But the fact that now that I have a further understanding and love of all the genres of music, because I used to, I like hardcore, I never really got it. I wasn't into it. And it, it, it just, it just wasn't my thing. But now, son, sign me up. I'll be there with you. <laughs> just hand in hand, just two stepping and windmilling, you know, when I can, but it's just, it's just fun. It, you know, if you look at it from that aspect of, of just going to have a good time, like you're not going to, you know, break someone's face or I'm gonna get in the pit and just, you know, fucking kill someone. But it, it's, I'm a, I'm a full, full fan and supporter of love the music first and then go see it live. Mm -hmm. live is where it really takes hold. And if you walk oh. out of some uh, show with some merch or a sticker or a further understanding of that band that you hadn't seen live, that's where it really, really sends the message home for me. Oh yeah. And to, and to, to spin off that, well, two things. First off, Spotify, obviously as an artist, I have my qualms with it as a listener. Right. Spotify is a godsend as a listener. It slaps. It's algorithm. Listen, because like I remember having to like when I was in college ten years ago, we had a two terabyte hard drive that we shared where we were finding this random stuff to download and send to people in our dorm, right? And now, like with that algorithm on Spotify, I'll find a random band with ten listeners that just slaps and yeah. exactly in my area. I'm like, Spotify probably has us all mentally mapped to the point where they could actually send a sheet to our therapist to cure us of everything, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> like. Things that we don't even know about ourselves, they know. Yeah. Because how accurate it is. And I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's, man, that, I mean, my Spotify, even with a membership, I have it maxed out with the amount of just artists followers. Like, Same. You go through just the A's and it's like 300, you know, mm -hmm. just like of all these different bands and subgenres. And it's nice too, because I've noticed, like, if I'm in like a really weird mood where I'm like, cool, I'm listening to like post gays, post gays black metal this week. And it'll just start showing me all these random, and sometimes I'll do it regional. Like it'll show me like southeastern bands. I'm like, who are these bands? I need to go see them live. I've never heard of these bands before. Oh, they play in Kentucky. I might have to take a trip down there to see them. You know, it's 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 that's it. That whole algorithm stuff, like it is it mass manipulation? Yes. Do I appreciate it? Also, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there's definitely the the keepers of you know the gate the gatekeepers, and yeah, I know. Uh, just from a personal take, and and we'll kind of wrap it up here, is one of my friends, his name's Teddy, he's in a band called Catch Your Breath. And 
I remember interviewing him and his vocalist years ago where they were basically just kind of like an internet project. And now they're going out on tour with, I believe is Dead Awake. It's this huge, huge tour that they're going out on. And they went from hundreds to tens of thousands to now some of their songs are millions, millions. And they were on the cover of like New Core. And like I don't know how it happened, but I'm happy that it is happening. And I hope that, you know, bands like yourself get put on playlists to where you get more fans and followers because that's what it's all about is just reaching those people that want to connect to you and platforms like Spotify and Apple music and, and, and all of that to where the algorithms are personally catered to you. It's, it's just, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother, it's a game changer. You know, like I don't know what the next iteration will look like, you know, microchips in our heads and we're just beaming shit in from the satellites. But I can't wait. I can't. I'm go do it to me. I'm ready. Like I'm a. I signed up for the Moderna Phase Three trials back when they were coming out, just because I was like, well, the government's already put a shitload of inoculations in me, and they've got my DNA since 2001. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do this. And the reason that I did it, my daughter asked. She's like, why are you doing that? And I said, well, the faster and and of course I tried I tried to explain to a nine year old the diversity aspect of of vaccines and stuff like that. Uh, but I told her, I said, if this is what gets people back to normal faster, I'm willing to to take that dive. Because I was either getting the vaccine or saline, salt water. So at that point in time, it really didn't matter what I was getting. I was just worried about how do we all get back to normal? Because the pandemic was a fucking wild ride. And that was the first time that a lot of people experienced some shit like that. You know? And it, it was, golly, that's a whole, that's a whole nother topic. But anyway... I do um, want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, that sure. did change how bands do stuff. Now bands started live streaming like sets in their house. You know, that that opened up a whole new avenue for like revenue and promotion. Oh yeah. They weren't touring. They're like, well, we're gonna be writing. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do it. We're gonna now obviously it's expensive. You gotta buy the gear for it, but it's like cool, we're gonna live stream our set from our house, like or our practice. Mm -hmm. So it's it's funny, you know, humans as a species, obviously we're we're mentally stronger than we ever have been physically. Maybe is not, mm -hmm. um, you know, but we're, it's crazy how adaptive we are when circumstances come up for survival, when it comes to money or, you know, having some kind of social life, you know, during a time like that, we're, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how adaptive we are. And there's a reason we're the top of the food chain on our planet for that reason. Oh yeah. I, uh, I watch, I, I, I'm a big uh, David Attenborough fan, the BBC, Frozen Planet, Planet Earth. And I watch all of these different animals interact in the sea and on land. And there is this hierarchy and they adapt to, you know, climate and this and that. And, and, and yeah, human, humans are very, very resilient and will do whatever it takes to survive when pressured. When, when it's pure yeah, when absolutely cornered, we'll figure some shit out. And I feel like that a lot of us need to take that mentality forward when we're not pressured. And, you know, the things that you do when you're under the gun are not the things that you do when it's just a Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? So yeah. the music that has come out since then is, man, it's, I don't know if it's 
heavier or I mean it definitely is heavier, but there's just a lot more baked into it and that's and that's what I'm here for, you know. I I'm I'm here I'm here for the music, but I'm also here for the people creating the music such as you guys. So, um thank you for continuing to do your craft because it allows me to do mine and introduce you guys to to people out here in Texas or whoever wants to listen to this. And if I can help you guys gain another fan or a follower, then I feel like, you know, my my job is complete. But oh, yeah, uh, here, man. But yeah, man, uh, hit me with all the socials and where people can support you guys at uh, directly, and then uh, then we'll get out of here. Um, I post more of the band stuff on my personal TikTok page. It's just at R A G A N R O G A I N E Reagan Rogaine. Uh, the band TikTok is kind of dry at the moment. I haven't really done anything, but that's like the main source. Okay. Well, and the Facebook, a lot of the Facebook stuff, and we're like releasing stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, and also, also our Facebook page at Paradise Refined. Uh, <coughs> we're also on Instagram as we well. Yeah. I mean, I use Instagram a little bit. Yeah. cross <laughs> Yeah. It's like I will say this: if you use, I've actually migrated more over to Instagram because now stories and posts instantly transfer over to Facebook versus the vice versa where you post on Facebook, it goes to Instagram. So I don't know if anybody did or did not know that, but if yeah. you post directly onto Instagram and allow sharing to Facebook, it's a, it, it's a two for one deal. So why not? You know, and that's where it's I, forgetfulness. yeah, I, that's yeah. where I primarily operate is inside of Instagram. So if anybody listening ever needs to get a hold of me, just, you know, message me on Facebook, but I'm sorry on Instagram, but I am a one man band over here. So all of the social accounts is me. Um, and, and I desperately try to pay attention and get back to folks as soon as I can. And I don't like, you have the Dolly thundering concept following you. Holy shit. Do I? Yeah, those I guys are them. amazing. Oh I my know. shit! I love them so much. That is, is a dead. band that I, again, that I had never heard of. And Spotify was like, "Hey, yep, Ryan, uh, you're gonna want to listen to this." And I instantly was just like, "Yes." Their concept is fucking wild. It's so sick, dude. Everything about them. For those listening, go God. listen to them. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, any final shout outs to anybody uh, you guys want to give props to? And uh, then, yeah. All right. Some local bands to check out. For yeah. Let, hit, hit, me, like hit me with the locals that we need to check out. DYI, hardcore, like with some post stuff. It's some like two step and knock somebody's teeth out. Disarmor is straight, oh, unga yeah. bunga beat down, evil, mean. Throwdown, Sidious, the Guild, the Guild, the Guild is the fucking band out here right now. Yeah, so. the Guild is, yeah, for sure. Uh, who else is some good locals? Who's the Who's the problems inside? Are they still around? Uh, it's not inside. Anymore. It's damn, I can't remember. Well, Sidious is another one too. Yeah. Sidious, yeah, Sidious. Um, Paradise were fine. <laughs> yeah. Who are those guys? Who are those? Fuck those guys. <laughs> trying to think. There's, there's. A- the problem is we have so many that just pop out of the works. Uh, Quiescent Manus, for sure. Yeah. They're more thrashy, but like in that groovy thrash way where they just do everything. No, and, as you, and as you think of them, just uh, have them send me a message. I'd be more than happy to, to get them on the show and yeah, get them chatted sure. up. We'll, uh, uh, when you post it, send us a link and we'll uh, share it on all our media stuff. And sure. we'll let man hit you up. Sure. Because that's, that's how we keep this ball rolling. Word of mouth. I've got one request for you since I know you like them. Yeah. And I'm sure Reagan agrees. If there's a tour coming through that doesn't have a Texas date, it's got a Knoxville date, come over. 
we'll meet up with you and you'll get at least two forehead kisses. (laughs) (laughs) And that's for anybody listening. If you ever come to Knoxville, we will personally give you forehead kisses. I am am due for an East Coast trip. I have not left the state since 2020. Not not because of on purpose. It was just your boy didn't have the funds. So um, on April 2nd, uh, Periphery and Loathes and Under Oath are playing in Nashville. So Under Oath is probably one of those gateway bands. Not probably. They are one of those gateway bands yeah. for me. That was. Mine was Metallica. Man. I listened to Boomer stuff. Yeah. I got, I you know, I got Crash. into the game late. I definitely, I was, a, I'm a early to mid 2000s. That's where my shit started with, uh, with All That Remains as, but as Blood Runs Black. Uh, okay, as Blood Runs Black, Allegiance is still what, in my it, it's, humble opinion, the definition of what made death the, the death core sound. Like everyone's like Suicide Silence, you know, All Shall Perish. All Shall Perish is great, uh, but yep, All Shall Perish. As Blood Runs Black, Allegiance, that, that 2006 or seven release, that's what was like. Hey, this is death core. Your gang shouts, your chugs, your breeze, just you know. No frills, just just chug. I love it. I just, love it. Yeah, I mean, like in dying days and Hester Prynne. I just Hester Prynne. Whoo, son. That so that's where I got my feet wet, as 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 they say. That's what got me into Deathcore because I was yeah. like Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, System of a Down, Corn into BT Bam, and then from BT Bam, I started listening to the heavier stuff because now I was acclimated to it. So I went to like As Blood Runs Black, and of course. We're from Knoxville, so we can't, you know, Whitechapel, obviously. Right. So, yeah, that's what kind of got me into deathcore. Man, whew, it's been a ride from death metal <laughs> to deathcore to hardcore to metalcore. Like, metal is just so diverse. And that's probably why I love it the most, you know? Yeah, it is. I know that I definitely did not give it the treatment that, or the, the not the treatment, I didn't give it the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The ex- I wasn't as accepting as I should have been. It was more just, you know, riffs and breakdowns. But then once you really get into the weeds, and since I've been doing the podcast, I've actually got to watch a lot of my, you know, friends create music based off of a riff that they thought of driving on the way to the gas station. You know what I mean? And they, oh, they, they, we do that all the time. they mumble it into their phone and then they go back to the house and put it yeah. down. And then the next thing you know, they're like sending it off. And, you know, three weeks later, I'm watching it, you know, from a gas station riff to this just banger of a song. And I really, I really, really, really appreciate the effort that any musician puts into their craft, uh, regardless of genre. So, um, again, thank you guys. I've had, this is the longest conversation I've had this year and it doesn't even feel like we've been chatting for maybe 20, 30 minutes. So, um, well, you're welcome, man. Yeah, dude, you it's guys, you guys are great. For, for this to be your first one ever, I keep it up, man. Your audio sounds good. You guys are entertaining, and you just you have you have a knack for it. So uh, I'm I'm glad that I was able to facilitate your, your your you know your first one. And this has been this has been a lot of fun. So I'm pretty sure I'll check back in with you guys if you guys ever end up coming out to Texas for whatever reason, whether it's personal or business. Uh, give me a shout. I'll do my best to kind of accommodate or at least try to like link up with you guys. And then vice versa, if I ever find myself in Knoxville, I'll be sure to get you guys up. Sweet. Sweet, man. That sounds like a plan. Thank you.
All right. Any final, any final uh, saved rounds, as they say, before we get out of here? I love you. Uh, be nice to everyone you see. That's all you got to do. That's it. We're a lot better. Be kind. And don't be a piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be good, at least be discreet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll end it on that, man. Thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. See you. Later. All right. Bye. Oh, no,